Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. months that I have been working on this and I cannot tell you how excited I am to share with you what I have today. (laughs) We're going to have fun today. Everybody say we're going to have fun. You know what? Okay, I have to say this. Before I do, I'm going to do the announcements, but I'm going to dismiss the kids to Sunday school. Um, So uh, there is Young Adults Bible Study on Wednesday at 530 and that location will be at Caribou Coffee. So if you are 18 and older, and consider yourself a young adult. Go to Caribou at 5.30 for a young adult Bible study. <laughs> I guess I, I could clarify, I guess, like, you know, and maybe, like, not older than, you know, 34. I'll, I'll edge myself out of there, okay? I'm not in there. I'm not in that group, okay? <laughs> Ashley and uh, Brenna, they get together, and there's a few others that get together um, for uh, young adult Bible study. They have a good time. And then um, there is on Tuesday the 15th at 11 a.m., there's going to be a few uh, people here making cards. So if you're a crafty person looking for something to do on Tuesday the 15th at around 11 a.m., come to the church and do what card makers do. (laughs) Make cards. Um, And uh, Betty and Cindy, I think, are kind of like heading it up. So if you have questions, ask them. Cindy's not here, but Betty is. Betty, wave your hand. Betty's not in here. She's in Sunday school. <laughs> okay. Um, that's, oh, and then I wanted to thank everyone for last week, everyone who helped out with the chili cooking contest. I think we had a good time last week. We had lots of chili. Thank you, everyone who made chili. But I'm going to let you know who the winners were. Uh, the first place was Jade. So next year we'll have age requirements to be able to win because um, that's not okay. <laughs> No, it's good. Someone else won third place. <laughs> Not better. And then second place was me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I was me. And then Carl came in third place. Oh, man, I'll tell you, we had some good chili. There was good chilies. It's a hard decision to make. I know Jim was like, mine, it was because everyone that had potatoes came in and they ate all mine before they got to sample it. So Jim maybe would have won, would have won uh, this, this, this year, but uh, unfortunately... We had baked potatoes, and his became the sacrifice for the baked potatoes. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. So let's talk about this series here. Let me pray real quick, and we're going to get started. God, I pray that you would help me to deliver what you have given, God, that you would move in a mighty way today. Touch our hearts. Prepare our minds, God, to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to get me some volunteers. Noah, come on. You know what you need to do. Go get that. Look at that table. Here, you want to help me out? You want to pass out some of, you know, you want to pass out some of those? I have demonstrations today. So I got to move some stuff around. I got to rearrange. I got to make room. (laughs) This is why you use Velcro instead of real tape. Uh, Right here. 
So let me tell you about this, this series while um, he's setting that up. So the whole synopsis of everything is planting, sowing, and growing are all well represented in the Bible. There's many things in the Bible that, that point to how we are to grow or how we are to sow. You know, whatsoever you sow, that so you also shall reap, you know, like do unto others and uh, all those things. Um, and then there's the, the growing. You know, um, if you want to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ, oh, man, thank you for raising that up nice and high, too. Can you grab the black box that's over there? I'll take it. Thank you. Oh, here you go. That's a couple over there. So throughout this series, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 13. And so you see, I, I gave you the scriptures that I'll be in today. But then in week three, thank you. In week three, yeah, you can just, oh, yeah, you set that on the floor. I'll have to dig things out. Um, so on, in, in, in week three, there is, we'll be incorporating Psalms chapter one, but over the next month, it'll be cha uh, Matthew chapter 13, Psalms chapter one, and at the bottom of the, the handout I gave you, it, it, it kind of gives you some like reading, Matthew chapter 13, Psalms one. Okay. Make it real simple. Um, and, but it also gave you some questions for reflection afterwards. So in this um, Matthew chapter 13, we find some scriptures. So let's go and read these scriptures here. And there's some things that as I was preparing this, man, there were, there were some things that I feel like just popped out to me. So on that day, in, ver in the very first verse, it says, On that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down while the whole crowd stood there on shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly, since the soil was deep. But when the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it. Still other seed fell on good ground and, per and produced fruit, some hundred and some 60, and some 30 times what was sown. And this last verse here, I underlined it, I underlined it, because I think it's very important. Verse 9, it says, Let anyone who has ears, has ears, listen, let him hear. If you have ears this morning, please hear <laughs> this. <laughs> so every portion of this scripture focuses on the soil or the environment in, the, in which the seed was planted. But there is a phrase here that really caught my attention in verse 4. And in verse 4 it says, as he sowed. The purpose of the person using his seed was not to sow onto the path. It wasn't to sow onto the rocky ground. It wasn't to sow into the thorny ground. That was just the byproduct of sowing onto good ground. It fell in some harsh places. It fell in some, some bad places. But there's some other things that I look at as I go through this. Like there is a transition that's taking place from hard, rocky ground all the way to good ground. And so if you've ever planted anything, has anyone ever, is anyone a planter, a gardener in here? There's a few of you. Okay. If it didn't work, you just, you, like, I'm not a planter. And so the fact that I'm talking about planting and I have successfully grown these seeds, I just want you to know I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> 
I can't, I can't grow anything. I normally just kill it. Like, I'm lucky, like, my dogs are still living. My wife is, it's because of my wife that they're still living. Any plant that has been given to us, we generally kill it, not on purpose, but we just don't, oh, I have a cactus, and everyone's like, everybody can take care of a cactus, right? You don't have to water it. No, there's actually a certain amount of water that you have to give it, and we killed our cactus in a few weeks, you know? Like, I mean, how is that possible? Like, it lives in the desert, and I killed it in my house. Like, what is going on? I'm, I'm bad at planting. But you, when you, you people who grow things, you don't just give up when it doesn't produce what you wanted. You, you, you fix the soil. I mean, there's soil samples, right? There's all these different things that you can do. Um, so one of the things that, you know, if driving out in North Dakota, you see all, like, those seed companies, right? Like, lining the highway, all of the along the corn and stuff. I don't know how all that works, but I assume they're like, our seed was planted here, and we have superior seed than the seed next door. It's what I assume. My wife could maybe elaborate more on those little sides about seed. No, you won't? Okay. She gets mad anytime I ask her about farming. She's always like, I don't know. You know. You know what it means. No, I really don't. <laughs> um, and so... I want you to know this. Just because maybe something hasn't taken root in your life does not mean you're bad soil. It just may mean that the soil needs to be worked. A farmer, when he goes out, he checks the soil. You know you can take soil samples, and like they can tell you if you need to add more, like, I don't know, would you add nitrates and fertilizer if you want your grass to look nice and green? Let's just talk about that for all the guys in here. If you want to have nice green grass. I found this app the other day, and I don't like to cut my own grass, but this app, I can drive this little tractor around and cut all the grass. <laughs> it is the biggest time waster. It's so stupid, but I absolutely love it. I don't like to cut the grass. But on this app, man, look at those lines. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, but I don't have to take care of that grass. It comes in like green and blue and purple. I'm like, why is it like this? And you go around and pick up your hay bales and sell them. You've seen the ad on Facebook. <laughs> if you haven't, it's a fun game. You will now that they heard me. <laughs> So um, a farmer doesn't just throw in the towel when he doesn't get the crop that he wanted. He goes, he'll take the soil samples. Let's see, what does the scientist say that I need? To, um, maybe one thing that I'm familiar with, maybe my wife is familiar with, is picking rocks. Has anyone ever picked rocks before? Yeah. Lord, that is the worst job in the world. I, I was a laborer on the pipe, on working on pipeline stuff one time, and, and after we went through and put the pipe in the ground, I was on the cleanup crew. You would think it's like easy, you just push the dirt back in the hole, but no, the farmer wants all the rocks out of his... Because you, you unearthed a bunch of big rocks <laughs> while you were doing that. And so we had to go around and pick up any rock that was like this big. Do you know how many rocks there are that are like, like this big? All of them. All of that. Whole, the entire place. And you have this rock picker that goes through and picks up some of them. You know, it was really cool. And then the other rock pickers, which was me and a couple other guys, we'd walk around and throw them into a loader. You just walk all day long down the pipeline, throwing everything back in there for the farmer that, you know, Whatever. Anywho, um, maybe there's some rocks that need to be picked in your, in your ground. Maybe there is a weed treatment that needs to be taken care of. Have you ever, like, like you ever see those planes flying over the crops? I like, it's such a cool job. Like, they're just like, and they spray all their stuff out. And uh, in that, they're spraying and treating the weeds and fertilizing and all those different things. I don't know, really. Have, did you ever have a crop flyer fly over your guys' crops? That'd be such a fun job. Um, they put no nutrients back into the soil to make it ready for a crop because growing things takes nutrients 
from the soil, and it needs to be replenished. So there's a whole lot of things that we can talk about in all of this. So let's look at verses 14 through 15 and, show, and let it show us why we need the master in our life. It says, Isaiah prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, you will listen and listen, but never understand. You will look and look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown callous. I underlined that word. Their ears are hard of hearing. I underlined those words because I'm like, wow, this is like me. And they have shut their eyes. I do that sometimes. And otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn back, and I would heal them. Notice, if you want to get to the last phrase like there, I would heal them, it's if they turn back. It's if they understand with their hearts. It's if they hear with their ears, and it's if they see with their eyes. So in this whole process, there is something I need. I need instruction in righteousness. I, I need God to teach me. I need God to move in my life. We need the master to heal us. So let's break down the soil and look at what Jesus said in the parables of this story. Let's start with verse 4. As he sowed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. The path and the birds. Let's... Let's talk about this for just a moment. Sometimes we become this compacted soil. I brought this so I don't make a mess. And uh, we become this compacted soil. And I kind of dig this out. You know, this has components of the ground. You know, like that doesn't look like it would grow. But have you ever like dug down a little ways and all of a sudden you found clay? I found some clay at Walmart last night. And I thought about this for a second. Like, it's, it's pretty moldable right now. And you can work it. And I, I brought this here. Have you ever been, I don't know, one of those people that people just walk all over? You feel like you are just, like, beat down every day you go to work? I don't know, sometimes I feel that way. And you get compacted, like someone, someone just constantly is on you and they're just constantly beating you down. And people are walking all over you and, and may, you're trying to make changes, but you can't figure it out because people just keep beating you down and you turn into this, eventually, over a couple days, this'll get hard, this is already hard, but it has components that you can find in your dirt, right here. The birds, we're nourished by the seed. Think about this. The enemy comes in, takes away the hope that you got. You, you came to church on Sunday, you were like, and you left feeling pretty good. You left feeling like God gave you something, but then Monday morning rolls around and you're struggling to get out of bed because the world is starting to press debt back down on you again. I'm, I may be pressed, but I'm not crushed. I may be persecuted, but I, I'm not, I won't perish. I thank God for what he's done in my life. And so we can go through life and continue to be walked on. And, and this right here has a purpose. If you take a bunch of these and put them together, you can walk on and make a path. But your purpose is not to be walked on. Your purpose is not to feed the enemy your hope, your peace, your love, your joy, all the fruits of the Spirit. When the sower was sowing, he didn't purposely put the seed on the path. That's not where he wanted it to go. He wanted it for the good ground. When God is sowing into your life, he is not sowing in bad ground. You are good ground, but you're in need of the master to break up some things in your life. The environment could not nourish the seed. 
Now, I know like, like mustard seed is used a lot in the Bible. And, and this one probably isn't ever mentioned. It's called cornflower seed. I don't know if you know what that is, but apparently it's like the fastest growing seed. Because that's what I was looking for. I wanted to make sure I could grow a little plant in a week. <laughs> you can, but I also have some backup plants just in case they don't work. <laughs> so when he was sowing, he threw some, some seed out there. A little bit of hope that you get today. A little bit of joy. I made you laugh, thank God. And then the bird came and ate it, and the bird was nourished. Stop nourishing the enemy with your hope, your joy, your peace, your love, your long-suffering. Stop nourishing the enemy and keep that in the good ground. Let God begin to break up the path that has been trodden on, that has been beat down. And in verse 19, it says, when anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, this was Jesus explaining it, it, it and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes in, snatches away what was sown in his heart, this is the one that was sown along the path. So we can be beat down. We may hear something that, that, that's preached and we may not fully understand it. And, and then Monday comes along and it begins to steal our joy. Everything that we are, all the experiences we've had have made us what we are. The things, the trials that we've gone through have brought us to this place. Let's look at verse 5 now. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. Who were my gardeners in this thing? Any of you garden things? Okay, good. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh. Can you get me a paper towel? Wait, I'll just brush this off. It'll be fine. A little dirt. The vacuum will get it. It's okay. Okay, which dirt looks better to you? Good choice. I'm glad you picked that one. You made a good choice. I got some rocky soil here, and I got some good soil here. In this rocky soil, I put some special things in it. I, I got some topsoil from Nard. Can you believe they still sell this? I was like going all over the place yesterday looking for soil because I didn't want to go dig up my yard. And I found some topsoil, and then in my in my yard I found some rock. The stony soil. And so I got some sand in here. But you know what? I also went ahead and put some miracle grow in there. Because you know what? Sometimes, like, we come to church and we get something from God. It, like, God moves in our lives. And, man, now we've got, hold on. I can't find my gloves. I'm about to get dirty. These are not my gloves, just so everybody knows. These are my wives. Oh, this is backwards. Put the wrong one on. They're like, Lord, this is going to take forever today. He's only on the, the second piece of dirt. Lord, goodness. Don't worry. It gets faster, I promise. Okay, so we got some miracle growing here. We got some rocky, sandy soil in here. This will probably grow some stuff, I think. Like, could you imagine? Like, okay, so the, it said it was deep. So let's, let's read that scripture again in uh, verse 5, it says, Other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. Make sure the soil isn't deep. I want to have good 
deep soil, you know what roots are, right? Like, like you need roots to survive. Like it helps like hold up the plants and all that stuff. So in this right here, I got some thin soil. I got some nice sized rocks on there. The representation of what happened. Now, I don't know, like, is there seed that you just sprinkle on the top of the ground? Like a grass seed? Yeah, you can do that with uh, strawberries. Oh, okay. So I thought about it, you know, like, there's a process in growing. I got a couple of these here. And I thought about it, you know, this has got some miracle grow in it. It's got some moisture. It's got some nutrients. It, we might get a plant from this. But its purpose was not to produce life. This purpose of this right here, unless the master begins to work on this, if, if you let the master begin to work on you and to remove some things and to pick out all these designer rocks, you know, and all this sand, if you let the master begin to do things like that, well, then maybe you could be good ground. But you see, this isn't terrible. It'll produce something. I mean, it might spring up something. How many times do we like, come to church and it springs up a little bit of something in our lives and, and we get excited, but then Monday comes along. Let's read verse 20. It says, and the one sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, but he has no root. And it is short-lived when distress or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. Listen, in verse 21, what it just said. When distress or persecution comes because of the word. Now, in John chapter 1, it says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Think about this for a moment. Jesus Christ was the word. And it says here that persecution comes because of the word not just the word of god not just this what you find in your bible this is going to cause people to maybe not like you sometimes because when you start pulling the truth that's in the word of god people are going to reject it because they don't like it because what the word of god causes us to do is change our walk with him it causes us to change our lives to begin to God, please take some of this rock and junk out of my life. I want that removed so that I can produce good things in my life. Maybe I read this and you instantly identify and say, yes, that's me. I'm not great soil. I spring up. I get things with joy. And then, bam, I, I, Monday comes along and, and my kids, they, they, they drive me nuts. I get reports from the school that they're mean to other kids, or I get reports from school that people are mean to my kids, or I get reports you know, from the doctor that I don't really like because that report isn't what I wanted because I went to church on Sunday and I got prayed for and I believed that he would heal me, but now the doctor's telling me that I'm not where I should be and that I have some health problems and we get upset and we're shaking in our faith and persecution comes. And I'm not, that's not persecution, but it's persecution of 
your faith. And your faith begins to water and, 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 and begin to falter and fail because it doesn't have a root system. Because the ground that it fell in, you stopped letting the master do the work. You stopped letting him clean you up. You said, no, this trauma, this bitterness, this hatred that I've got right here, I'm going to continue to hold on to. All these things that have gone on in my life, I can't let you take these stones. I've got to continue holding on to this. God, don't begin to work me. It doesn't feel good when the soil is turned over. You've got to break up the soil so that it can be good, deep soil for the roots to grow. We can have this bad thinking that destroys the word. Have you ever got done? And then you innocently start to pick apart the preacher. <laughs> I can't believe the preacher said that. Okay, look, I've been that guy, okay? I wasn't always the pastor, and I wasn't always the preacher. I picked apart the preacher, okay? Well, I wouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> it wasn't you doing it. <laughs> I didn't see you up there. <laughs> That's what someone else told me, okay? I'm just, I'm not kidding. If you want to pick me apart, go ahead. I, I'm, a, I'm, a good, I'm a good target. <laughs> Bad theology can destroy the plant. What does that mean? Boy, there's, the Bible says that many would come and try and sway even the elect. So that means that there is bad theology out there. There is, there is, a, there is a way to, to God. It's Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so there is bad theology out there, and bad theology will destroy the seed. Bad thinking. How many of you have beat yourself up before? Lord, sometimes I beat myself up so much. Hey, can you go put like two quarts of water in there? I'm going to need that. Mix it up, too. Like, just give it a little swirl. That's going to make that grow. And it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> uh, distress can break us down and destroy the root. The sun comes out, right, and scorches the plants, and bam, they're dead. I, I, grew, some, I grew some of these. I, I've been growing these seeds for quite a while, like a month and a half or something like that, trying to get them to work. And the first one that I did, it only produced two little plants. One of them, because I didn't know what I was doing, in all honesty. Like, and I was like, wow, it worked. So my hope is today that even if we royally mess this up, we'll still have plants next week. Um, <laughs> but then the second time, I tried a couple things, and Ashley had some ideas, and I incorporated those in today. But um, in the very first one, it started and it sprung up. But there was one where the seed was kind of, uh, attached to the side of this. This was wet, and the seed had attached to the side. And shortly after it sprung up and produced a little green plant sticking up, a little bit of root into the dirt, it withered and died. Like, also, my house isn't, like, the warmest place. So. We come to church. We're surrounded by people in church, and do you know what? The people we're surrounded by can hurt us more. But the purpose of me coming to church should not be to destroy my brothers and sisters, not to tear them down because of the hurts and the pains that I've got in my life, but rather to help build them up. And you know what? There are going to be days that I maybe am hurting and I say some things that, that, that may hurt someone and it's not my intention. And, you, and it's probably not your intention if you say something to me and you hurt me. It's, I'm sure it's not your intention, but that's the reality. And it, and it causes the world to look at the church and be like, look at there are a bunch of hypocrites in that place. 
Well, thank God. Because we're in need of Jesus. I need some more hypocrites in this church. Okay, well, we're working on it, okay? I don't want you to keep being hypocrites, okay? Like, that's not the thing, like, okay? Like, just like, like, and then, then now you're going to pick me apart. Like, can you believe he said they need more hypocrites in the church? <laughs> so when the ground is being, is, is being cleaned up, right? We're talking about rock picking. The ground gets tore up. And then, I don't know, you ever see those rock piles by the good ground, out by the farm field? Someone has walked around and picked up rocks and driven a rock picker out there and picked out rocks so that that soil could be healthy and good so the, the, the rocks wouldn't get in there and mess up the, mess up the, I don't know what they mess up, the roots, I don't know. Make sure they get all the nutrients they need. I got sticks in this thing. Where'd that come from? I didn't put that in there. Leave the sticks. Yeah. So, you know, we pull all those, we pull all those things out, and uh, they're by the side. The farmer never intended to put seed on that. But he got seed on it. He was intending to put it in the good ground. Let's look at verse 7. Other seed fell among thorns, and thorns came up and choked it. Now, I don't have any thorns thankfully in this place but I want to share something with you that hit me you wake up Monday and you're like man I feel good I want to conquer the world not today Satan you've got this but then like you get that report from the doctor and you're like that's hard and you know what by Tuesday you're like coming to Bible study and you are like dragging in like Oh, God, this week. Like, I don't know if you've ever had by Tuesday a long week. They're the worst weeks. Like, it, was, it just started, man. <laughs> but I've had that where Tuesday's a bad week, and you, like, just come drag it in. Like, oh, God, I have been beat down, choked out. You had faith on Sunday to make it, and then Tuesday rolls around, and, like, your faith has been persecuted and destroyed but something I want you to notice in this scripture here it says other seed fell among thorns and thorns came up and choked you know what's really interesting about this I never realized this before until like yesterday so maybe I'm wrong pick this apart study it this week the ground the hard ground the path that the seed fell on wasn't meant for life this isn't where he intended to sow the seed. The thorns say nothing about the soil and everything about the environment. It was good ground. It doesn't say the ground was bad. It says it fell among thorns. But the ground could produce something. The ground was able to produce life in this place but the environment in that little plant was growing up. The thorns were choking it, and it couldn't survive because of the weeds that were there, the bad things that were there. God, we need you to come in and begin to remove some things. There are going to be friends in your life sometimes that you have to cut out, and nobody likes to hear that, but sometimes those friends are going to choke your faith. They're going to, be, they're going to continue to, to strangle your belief in God, and sometimes you're going to have to limit that. You're going to have 
have to set some boundaries and be like, you know, this is not, I can't, I can't continue doing this. And nobody likes those things. What do you mean I'm going to have to take some things out of my life? God never intended for you to stay the same, but to be changed, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm thankful that I can be changed today. Verse 22, it says, now the one sown among the thorns. This is the one who hears the word. But the worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. You will choke what Jesus is doing in your life by your worries, by your doubts, by your love of money, by your love of career, by your ambitions. It will choke what Jesus is doing, and those things will become your God. And it will begin to produce more thorns, more thistles. And you'll wonder what happened to the good ground that was created. And what was was done in my life? Why am I so bitter? Why am I so hurt? Because the worries of my life have begun to overcome me in such a way that it's choking out every bit of faith that begins to produce in my life. You begin to open up your bill bank checking account. And your finances begin to stress you out, begin to worry about them. I don't have a dollar or I don't have enough $10 bills in there. I'm, I'm thinking in smaller numbers for myself. Um, some, of you, some of you may have bigger numbers in your bank account. But you get worried and stressed out because the number isn't what you want. The goal that you wanted to hit this year in your savings account isn't there. And that has become your God because you, 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 you're, you, takes up so much time and mental energy that you have forgot to pray, to seek him, and to read his word. I'm not saying you can't have a savings account. I have a savings account. But I'm a worrier sometimes. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'll pay those bills. Okay. Nobody likes to talk about money either. So let's talk about your career. That will choke you out. You know, and I, am, I, am, I was getting up this morning and I thought of this. And I'm really cautious in saying this. And I'm going to say it in the nicest way possible. Many of us love our jobs. And that's okay. But when times get hard, what do we sacrifice first? Not the job. We never sacrifice the job first. What do we sacrifice? We sacrifice our relationship with God. Our prayer time. Our reading his word. Going to church. Those things get put on the back burner when life begins too busy. When friends begin to de- demand too much of me, I'm like, well, God, sorry. I got, I got all this stuff. You can get so busy doing good things in your life that you begin to serve goodness rather than greatness. I have got to serve God and not my ambitions. I've got to serve God and not my friends. I've got to serve God and not my career or my finances. I have got to serve him with everything that's within me because if I don't, I'm going to get choked out. I'm going to be starving for oxygen, starving for nutrients and life. All right, you need relationships in church. And what's that mean? We all should be friends. I'm not here to ask you to be my friends. (laughs) But we should all be friends. There was a a person I just recently watched on TikTok. Very profound what he said. He was an atheist turned Christian. And maybe in the very first thought, you're like, wow, that's crazy. But he's probably in his late 20s, mid, 
mid to late 20s, maybe early 30s, young guy. And he was talking about how people ask him all the time, how do you know so much about the Bible? You're, you're like relatively new Christian. How do you know so much about the Bible? And he said, when I saw that Jesus was real, I couldn't put it down. When I saw that Jesus was real and his word said to study, I felt like I needed to devote my life to studying God's word. And I started thinking about this for a moment. I'm like, man, wow, that's kind of like a earth shattering thought because how many times have we been serving? We're career Christians that have gone on serving God and we think we've got it all figured out and we put our prayer on a back burner, we put our reading God's word and studying and trying to discern the things of God, we put it on the back burner because we have figured everything out and we have arrived. I want to have that kind of relationship with God where everything is secondary to my Jesus, that everything is secondary to my relationship with God. We have a lot of Christians in this day that need a revelation of Jesus Christ. We've got a lot of, I don't people use that word woke. You know what? I don't really care if you want to be, I want to be, I want to be awakened. If I'm going to be a woke, a woke, a woke, a woke Christian, Christian, then I'm going to be an awakened Christian. That's what I want to be. Because too many times we're sitting by and we're worried about what Fox News says or what CNN says or what NBC says rather than what Jesus Christ said in his word. We look at all the other things and we forget about what Jesus said. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry for itself. Don't have fear because I've overcome the world. He's already overcome it. I can have faith in him. I can walk with peace and understanding knowing that he has gone before. Like I should give you some hope this morning. You should have faith. For just that. So the progression to the field. There was hard ground. There was stony ground. There was some good ground with weeds. But don't be discouraged by the soil type that you are. Seek God and allow him to change your soil to good soil. Now this is the part that... Uh, I'm going to need a volunteer here in just a second. <clears throat> so in verse 8, it says, still other seed fell on good ground and produced fruit, some hundreds, some 60, and some 30 times what was sown. Hearing and understanding the word is a big part of the process. Now, as we talked a lot about hearing, but they didn't hear. They like looked but didn't see. Like some of that stuff maybe doesn't make sense. I hope that this demonstration today, what I'm gonna do, I feel like for my OCD, this needs to be in order. Yeah, that's better. And I'll clean this up just in case. This is my time to open. Okay, I need a volunteer. Who's a planter? Ooh, I used you. I'm going to use Jade. Come on up here. I'm going to use you. I got a glove for you. Okay. And there's things in this, in this bucket that you need to use. And I'm going to give you the instructions. Okay? So what do you think, Jade? What do you think it means to understand? I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have any ideas? You can tell me. 
Like, understand what I'm saying. Like, if I tell you to clap your hands, you know what that means? Yeah, go ahead and clap your hands. Okay, you understood that that's what I was instructing you to do, right? Okay, so this next portion right here, you're going to have to pay attention, okay? Understanding of what I say by doing what I say, okay? That's, that's how you will demonstrate understanding, by doing what I say. You're like, well, Zach, that's very, like, you know, hold on, it's not me. Pretend like I'm, you know, I'm pretending, I'm not pretending to be God, but, like, pretend like I'm the Bible, okay, for just a second. You don't have to understand the process of what's going to take place, what's going to happen afterwards. You just have to understand what I've told you to do, okay? So grab a pot, flower pot. Get one of those. Now, there is a bowl in the black box that I want you to get. You don't have to check it. It's just white. Also, the dollar store. That's so fucking funny. These were only a dollar. And those were only a dollar. Yeah, I just need one of those. All right, go ahead and put it on that aluminum pan there. Okay, <clears throat> now the next part is to... Get dirt from that. So you might want to use some gloves. Because just so you know, like I, I really packed this dirt. You know, I want y'all to see this. I really, pack, I, I don't want to be like Dairy Queen, but I think I might be able to actually like flip it upside down. I really wanted to do it. <laughs> so there's some really hard dirt in here. Maybe you look at that. Maybe this is like your life, Jade. You're like, oh, so hard D&D. So I'm going to need you to break up that soil. Okay, you can probably use that little rake, and you can, like, stick it in there. Get down here so everyone can see what it looks like. Look, oh, hold up, hold up. The word of God is quicker and sharper than any two-edged sword, right? This doesn't look good getting stuck. Like, if this was getting stuck into you, like, that wouldn't feel good, right? Okay, so, like, that's a spiritual analogy. No one's going to get stuck with this thing, okay? Go ahead and stick that sharp thing. The word of God begins to break up the dirt. Oh, look at that good dirt. Man, Jay, you're doing such a good job. Yeah, get it, get it nice and fluffy. Now you might have to use your hand after that. And then like kind of work it up. There we go. Very nice. Okay. Now we kind of broke up the dirt. Now look how much more dirt is in there. It looks like there's more dirt, right? Now there's room for the, the roots to go in there. Okay. I'm gonna stick this right here. All right. I have to read the instructions. If I don't follow the instructions, ain't nobody going to be able to plant this today. <laughs> All right. Now, what I want you to do is get a handful of dirt. And these have little holes in the bottom, I think. Okay. And you're going to put the dirt in that. But you don't want to pack it in there. I just learned this. I was reading the instructions. Can you believe that instructions are like an actual thing? Like, you should actually read them. And it said, use loose soil. So you have good root penetration. And I was like, wow, never thought of that. So don't pack it in there super tight, but it needs to be loose-ish. Okay, yeah, that looks good. Now, what we're gonna do is the next thing, you're going to wet the dirt, okay? So what I wanna have you do is pour a little bit of miracle grow. And here's what I thought about this. I was like, you don't necessarily have to have miracle grow. Man, I need miracle grow. I need miracle grow when I grow things. Because it just helps it grow. You need the Holy Ghost in your life. <laughs> it's going to help you grow. <laughs> I promise you. Go ahead and put some of the Holy Ghost in that. I mean, uh, miracle grow. 
in that. And then what I'm going to have you do, good. Now what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you put a little bit down here, like maybe fill it up to like right there. Yeah, the bowl, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that should be good. Like a water itself. I learned it works. I'm telling you, if you're picking me apart right now, being like, this guy doesn't know how to plant a plant, I don't care, I don't. <laughs> this is what worked for me. <laughs> so now I want you to find the seeds. Oh, wait, first I, I skipped my own instructions. You need to make a little hole in there. Like, yeah, about a, about a half an inch deep. So it should be about this deep. It's a little deeper than that. Yeah, you might have to use an extra digging in fingernail. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right, yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, I want you to grab, like, maybe four or five seeds out of there and put them in that hole. Perfect. Now, just cover that up. Don't pack it hard or anything like that. You know, just, like, yeah, brush the dirt over it. Perfect. Okay. Now, the next thing that I'm going to have you do is put this Ziploc bag over that. So you're going to open this up. You're going to put your Ziploc bag over it and kind of fold it a little bit. So I, I didn't, like, actually was like, you should do this because it, like, helps create, like, a little micro environment in there for the plants. And I was like, oh. That's kind of a good idea. So it's like a, a tiny little greenhouse in there. Now, huh? Yeah, there's, there's, there's your plant. <laughs> okay, you can have a seat now. One thing I want you to notice in this, you can find, if you came up here and looked, you would find seeds in there. But the seeds she planted, you can't see. How many times? Have you planted something in a dark place? You planted your faith in a place you didn't think it would grow. You put it in a place that you couldn't see so that it could produce something that doesn't just touch your life, but it touches so many other lives. It can't be seen when you plant your faith, it's going to be placed in a dark place. There's going to be an environment in there that is conducive to growth, but it's going to take some pressure to push up and down to produce the roots. But then as it begins to draw in the nutrients, something will burst forth, and eventually it'll be a flower. It'll look like that. I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. Amazon sold them to me. So in, in, in my whole test planting situation, I found that seeds that didn't get placed deep enough sprung up too soon and didn't have a root system to get the nutrients they needed, and then bam, they were dead in like a week after they sprung up. But because there was a dark place and because there was some pressure and because there was some warmth and because there was a tiny little environment in here, it was able to produce a plant. I think I've got the ones that I have now have been going for like two and a half weeks or so. And so I want to remind you that while you're in your dark place, 
while you're in this place in your life that you maybe don't understand what's going on. Jade doesn't understand, maybe doesn't know the full process that takes place when a seed is planted because I don't even know the process that's taken when a seed is planted. Maybe you're an expert scientist and know everything that happens in that, but most of us today don't know the process, but we know if we plant the seed, if we give it a good environment, we know it's going to produce and spring up something, right? But, but in our lives, we try and figure out the whole process of what God's trying to do in our lives, and we question God, God, I don't like this, and I don't like that, and, and we question the process, but remember, there is a process for that seed to produce life. When you put your faith into, into planting it, it's going to be tried. There will be pressure in your life to produce roots, to produce, to produce a fruit, to produce things. And now the only thing that we can do is sit and wait. Like, don't you wish it would just pop up? Like, wouldn't that have been cool? Like, I had these special seeds that, like, grew a plant in five minutes. It doesn't work that way. Life is being incubated in this, and it's going to take time. For it to produce something. So you're not bad. You don't have, you, you're not bad. And I want you to know this, this. There was never a problem with the seed. The seed was good in every instance. The seed did what it could do in every instance. It was the issue with the soil. The problem with us today is not the seed. The word of God is good. I don't know what I do with my Bible. The word of God is great. The word of God will produce things in your life. But the soil that it falls on will determine the fruit that is produced. God, let me be good soil. You don't have seed issues. I promise you that. It's a soil issue. By studying the word of God, by seeking his face in prayer, and by turning ourselves away and turning to the great I am, that's when we're healed. So you heard it today. God, change me. If I'm a path that has been beaten down, please change me. At least let me get to the rocky ground so I'm springing up something with joy. But then if you could just get, go ahead and keep picking those rocks, none of these are bad things. They're not bad people. They're just in need of a transformation. And that is what Jesus does in this house. That is what Jesus does in our lives. I get to be a temple of the Holy Ghost because my life has been changed and transformed. So your soul, your soil needs to be changed. You've got to continue to let God change you. God's not done with you. God's not done with me. You still have purpose. He still has a plan. He's still ready to use you. Stop trying to reason out the process and just let him do what he needs to do. Keep allowing God to heal the hurting of your heart. Keep allowing God to change the things in your life that need to be changed. Keep allowing God to use you. Keep allowing God to grow the beautiful fruit that you produce. Let him continue to grow those things. Don't be discouraged when you come back next week because of the plant that has been produced. I feel like we want, I mean, come on. Why did we create Miracle Grow? Because we wanted it to work fast and better and more and bigger. We live in a now society. I need it now. I want it this way. And it causes this like anxiety. And the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing. I need God to do this, produce this now. Like, 
you're not going to produce the same fruit that I produce in a week. Maybe in a year, maybe, maybe a little longer. Hopefully, I keep letting God work on me and I keep producing different fruit. Because God's not done with me. And he's not done with you. This place, this church, this building, this should be a place of prayer. This should be a house of prayer. This should be a place where people gather and pray and seek the face of God. It should be in our homes when we, when we gather and seek God and pray and turn to him. Then we pray for our community, that God would awaken our community, that God would awaken our state, that God would awaken our country, because more than anything, we need a revival. Webster's Dictionary defines revival as a restoration of force or a series of evangelistic services. I don't know but you. I don't want just a series of evangelistic services. I want a restoration. I want to be restored to good soil. God, I need you to change my heart. God, prepare this shallow ground and make it deep soil, healthy and rich for your word, the seed to fall in, that I would produce the, the, the fruits of the Spirit. God, that I would have the love, joy, peace, and long-suffering and understanding. God, I pray that you would help me. Those are prayers for you to pray. God, change me. So many times we get stuck, well, this is all I can be, or this is all I can be. But it's not if you can submit your life to the master's plan. He'll take you through the process that gets you to good soil. But I promise you, it's going to take some digging. It's going to take some turning. It's going to take some removing, some treatments in your life to get to where you need to be. But God loves you. He loves you just where you're at. He loves the soil that you are. And he sees potential in you. So don't leave this place today thinking that I'm just, I'm just rocky soil. I've just been rock rock my whole life. I want to encourage you to know that in this place, God can move. That in your home, God can move. That this is a house of miracles. That God still moves. That God still touches. That lives are still changed. That addictions are still healed, that, that, that trauma is still touched, that, that God is, is connected with the wounds of your life and that he loves you and cares for you. And the wounds of Calvary tell your story. God, more than anything, I want you to change my life. No matter what soil you are today, this is good seed. And I want to open this place up if you need prayer. The altar isn't for only the broken. The altar isn't only a place for the, the hurting. It isn't just a place for, for the sinner, but it's a place for every person. Because we are all in desperate need of Jesus to do a work in our lives. And while we call this the altar, the altar truly is anything that you make it. It can be at your seat. It can be where you are right now. But I want to challenge you. If you're tired of living in what you've lived in all your life, 
If you're tired of being beat down, if you're tired of the stony soil in your life, if you're tired of the abuse and the things in your life, then I want you to stand today. And let's lift our hands in this place. God, make me good soil. God, do what you need to do. If you need prayer today, I want you to come to the front. I want to pray with you because I believe that God's still moving, that God is still touching in this house. God, we worship you. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. What type of soil do you find yourself in? And what is the environment like in your life? What is something in your life you know God needs to remove? I'm sure just saying that question, something popped into your mind. Because even when I say that, something pops into my mind. Because there's things that God's still working on. It's a good thing to be a project. I want to stay a project of the master. Give someone a high five. Tell someone you love them. Talk to them about the questions. Talk to your family in the rides home. 
Have a great day. God bless.